Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Welcome, 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 friends. We are so excited you decided to join us today on the Elite Life Podcast because today we have a very special episode for you because our friend Dan is here with us. Dan is an account executive at National Mortgage Home Loans, a brand ambassador for Town Sites, and is married with two amazing kiddos. And he CrossFits, runs marathons, and completes Ironman competitions. Woo! That was a mouthful. I don't know how you do it all. Please say hi, Dan. Hey, thanks so much for having me here. I'm Dan Ongarten. I'm a broker. I'm a account executive at National Mortgage Home Loans. And as you said, I'm the brand ambassador for an amazing corporation called Townsites. And I'm here to tell you all about a bunch of things, including getting more involved in your community, how to put on better events for you, for your team, and for the partners that you have, and how to build some new community partners too. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Woo, we got some hot fire from the start, man. That is a full cup. I'm super excited to learn from you today. So let's just jump in. Uh, we always like to get started by um, getting to know, you know, where you started, letting our listeners know where you came from and how you got to where you are. That's a great question. I'm really glad that you asked because my journey is probably like a lot of your listeners out there. It didn't start off as a mortgage pro. I didn't start off as a real estate pro. I actually started off working at Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola was a really great place for me to be able to earn my bones as a communicator. And it really gave me a great opportunity to start consulting with businesses. As I started to grow as a person, I ended up getting recruited by Rocket Mortgage. But at that time, it was called Quicken Loans. Okay. And frankly, nobody had ever heard of Quicken Loans. It was back in 2003. They were not the number one lender in America yet. They were a very small company with around 3,000 employees. And I felt at that time like this is the most amazing opportunity, the most incredible experience of my life, and I have to be a part of this group. So I became a part of that group, and I stayed a part of that group for 20 years. So I recently actually left Rocket Mortgage to do what I'm doing right now. I left in uh, 2022. And the reason was is because when I met Randy Gamo at National Mortgage Home Loans, it was like, after 20 years at Rocket Mortgage, it was like Shaq and Penny got back together. <laughs> I was so invigorated by everything they were doing. At Rocket Mortgage, every couple of years, I had the great opportunity to be able to switch roles and learn new things. But as our company grew from around 3,000 people to over 30,000 people, mm -hmm. the company got a lot better at doing everything and we weren't really growing as much anymore. Now we were just able to have this super marketing machine that was able to drive business in. And it was incredible being a part of that and it really gave me a lot of experience. But like anything else, all good things come to the end. Uh, when you're a high schooler, you probably love high school, but you probably want to move on and start going to college. When you go to college, you start learning a lot of things there. And then you want to move on and go to the next thing. For me, Rocket Companies was the best experience so far of my entire life. It allowed me to become a much more complete human being. And it allowed me to develop a real uh, business accoutrement to consulting. And that consulting angle is the way that I've helped mortgage brokers. 
Uh, mortgage pros, real estate pros develop their businesses, scale their businesses in a bigger sense. And when I met up with Randy Gamo and Fabian Gamo and National Mortgage Home Loans, they are a consulting company that just happens to do mortgages. And I just fell in love with that so much to that consultative approach, to that growing your partnerships approach that I, again, had to be a part of that. So that's where I am now. And uh, I'm part of it. on top of that, I'm also the brand ambassador for Townsites. Townsites is an amazing startup company that was founded by realtors as a microsite to help realtors become more influential in their community. And we can talk about that a little bit more later too. I love that so much. I love that you that you shared that like you were in a space, you loved it, you know, because so many people are like, yeah, I came from this office and it was garbage. I learned everything not to do. Like you actually absorbed and lived in that experience and absorbed it and learned things. But I love that you were open to new opportunities and more growth rather than just, hey, like you said, we we grew from 3,000 to what, 30,000. And now, now we're just like a well-oiled machine and like you're ready to go on to the next chapter, to the next project. I love that because I feel the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah, and um, you know, it's funny. Like from a from a leadership perspective, I used to always get like really, and sometimes I still do. Like I'd get very like personal when somebody left. But then I listened to this Audible one time, and I can't remember what book it was, but they said that like when someone leaves and they're like you are, they they've learned so much and they've grown so much and they're so appreciative of what they got. You should be excited to you know introduce them to that next. Like you did, like like you raised your your kid up you right. know like I was you just did about you to say to do. you raised your kid up and now they're ready to launch into the world and that's exactly what you did you went through those stages of growth and learned so much and are so grateful for that and now you're able to just like branch out in the world and and share with more people so I'm super excited to to learn more about town sites too and things like that um and and yeah just I, I everything you said is so cool and when we had our closing together um, you were talking about like building relationships and stuff like that. And that's really why I was like, oh, I got to have them on. I want to hear more about that. So relationship building, I think, is something that sometimes gets lost in the real estate and mortgage industry, especially like if you're a buyer's agent um, it, or some of the loan officers per se, it's very transactional. So if you can kind of just walk us through some more things on that, I know you have so much to share and I already got to hear it. So I'm excited to share with everybody else. Thanks. That's actually great. And I'm really glad that you asked. So it really comes down to, um, not me. This isn't, none of this is actually me. All of this is just me studying other people. I've been very blessed to be able to work with thousands of mortgage pros and hundreds of realtors like you and be able to ask them a bunch of questions and learn. Uh, when it comes to consulting, I had a really great opportunity to consult with a lot of mortgage brokers and a lot of real estate brokers. And the one thing that I found was they all were doing amazing things, but none of them were doing the same thing. And they all lived in what I'm going to call their own individual cave. But it was kind of like when you go out west and you see a cave where people used to live in a cave and you just see hundreds of little cave holes, right? So everybody has their whole in the wall, their little cave, but none of them know what their neighbors are doing. Mm. So through consulting, I was able to figure out what your neighbors were doing and then spread that around, which was really great because it was a great opportunity for me to be able to add value. 
And one of the number one things that I found from every single person, whether you're a mortgage pro or whether you're a realtor, when your business really started to hockey stick and take off, when your business really started to become fun is when you stopped thinking about your life like you're a mortgage pro, like you're a loan originator, or like you're a realtor just trying to originate clients and get folks into homes. When you start working on your passions and become a community influencer, that is really when you get that exponential growth, that 10x growth, that I can't sleep at night because tomorrow's the big day, that why is it 4.30 in the morning and I'm already awake because I'm so excited to go on to my day. That's when that happens. And that's the thing that I'm most passionate about sharing because I feel like if I can share that with you and with all of your listeners, it's a way for them to be able to elevate their career and live a better life. And that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to live this life where we can't go to sleep in the morning or can't go to sleep at night, where we get up super early in the morning because we're absolutely in love with it. We're so excited to do the next thing. And that's really where community events come into play. So I'm mortgage pro. I love talking about real estate. I'm sure that you guys do too. We do. Guilty. Yeah. yeah. Super guilty. But do your but do the people that you're trying to influence and work with, do they love it as much as we do? No. No. Mm-mm. I agree. I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that we do love as much as they do and that's where the community events start to come into play because when you run into somebody for the first time, the last thing that you want to do is say, "Hey, do you want to have this really fun conversation about mortgages?" Right. <laughs> And usually they're like doom and gloom. Like I'm like captivated. I think both me and Kylie are like captivated right now because watching you and listening to like your energy and your positivity. Now I know what people see from me and they're like, oh, yeah, you go from zero to 60 real quick. And I love it. But you're right. Like when we come out, we're like real estate, real estate, real estate, mortgages, mortgages, mortgages. And I think that in in social media and in the world, often it's more like the doom and gloom. So when we come out as like excited and positive and let's go, it's even like more like. So, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I feel it. I feel it completely. I'm passionate about every single thing that I do. But one thing that I've learned is that the audience that I'm speaking to, they're not always as passionate. So I always try to meet them where they are. Okay. So as a mortgage pro or as a realtor, put on some great community events because we're always looking for great things to talk about with prospective home buyers or with people that we don't even know are prospective home buyers. So how great is it? And I'm just going to throw out a couple of different community events that maybe you could have. But how great is it instead of saying, hey, are you looking to buy a house or do you know anybody who is? How great is it to say, hey, what are you doing around Halloween? Around Halloween, I have this really great event for the community. I do a pumpkin fest. We give away pumpkins to all the kids. We have pumpkin carving. We have some giveaways. You should come. It'll be absolutely amazing. We have a hot dog cart. It's just going to be great. It's something fun that you can get in front of a really long time out. You can get in front of it months out and talk to every single person that you talk to for three months, four months about this great event. And it gives you an additional touch point, something new, something that other people aren't doing in a way that you can work on your passion. If your passion is Halloween and pumpkin carving, which all these are based on me and my personality. <laughs> so if that's your passion, then yeah, do that. Or I'm extremely into health and fitness. It, it really is like my number one passion. So you could have a run or you could have a yoga class in the park. You know, yoga studios are already doing these yoga classes in the park. But one thing that I don't see a ton of is I don't always see 
a community sponsor, like a realtor, like a accountant, like a funeral home, like a um, trust attorney. And these are all people that kind of work in the exact same realm that we do. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of like to focus on the idea that we can use these great events to build up big community partnerships, get everybody involved, and then really share that passion with other people who are equally passionate about it and maybe also need some additional talking points, some really fun things to talk about. I love that. I know, right? I'm like, oh, I need to write these things down, but I, I also have to remember I can just re-listen to it later. <laughs> but this is so great because it's simple, right? Like, and number one, you're doing what you already like doing, right? Like you, I already like doing yoga. I already like having, you know, pumpkins in Halloween time. So I'm doing what I already like doing as a professional. I have something to talk to people like follow up about, right? Talk to about, follow up about. And then I love that you mentioned other partners because now you're bringing value to, instead of me just knocking on an accountant's door and saying, hey, you send me business, I'll send you business. Instead, I'm saying, hey, would you like to be a part of this free yoga class that I'm going to put on and hey, and we'll get to talk to people while we're there and pass out a swag bag and grab their information so they're on the list for the next event. Instead of me getting your information for mortgage and real estate updates, like you're saying, let me get your information for the next event, for the next event. So you're building your database too. Boom. You might not know how to start. So let me tell you a little bit about how to start your community event. It all starts with the why, the what, the who, the when, the how. You can rewind and listen to that if you want. (laughs) (laughs) He saw our faces. If you you don't have your pen and paper, you can rewind. So for for the where, if you have an office, an office, your parking lot is a great place to have it. If you don't have that, that's your first other partner that you're getting involved. You're looking for somebody who does have that space that you can use. So now you have a free space to be able to put your event on which is really powerful. The next thing that you're looking for is you're really looking for a hook to keep people there. My favorite hook to use is food. Food, People love food. Yeah, agents will show up for tacos. Yeah, we know that. (laughs) Everybody will show up for Kona Ice. At least that's my belief. (laughs) Yeah. So if you get the Kona Ice truck, or if you want to work with a local ice cream parlor and maybe do like a capes for cones type thing where Everybody who wears a cape can get some ice cream for can get an ice cream cone for just a dollar. That can be really popular. And one thing that I have learned as an expert communicator is when you get people to start use their mouth to eat, they start also using their mouth to talk. Mm. I don't know why it works, but it does. Because <laughs> we're all taught not to talk with our mouth full, right? But everybody's happier when they're eating ice cream. So I'm definitely having this conversation, right? And if you have kids, your kids are busy eating their ice cream. So you actually have time to talk to other adults, which all parents. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. It's nice to talk to other adults. I'll tell you know this. It's very nice. This is the this is the one time this week that I get to talk to other adults. So I'm really (laughs) enjoying it. So you figure out where you're going to have it. You figure out what you're going to have. My personal belief is always have some kind of food there. Sometimes you can pay for it and make it for free. 
Sometimes you can pay for part of it and make sure that there's some buy-in from the people who are showing up. So a dollar for a Kona ice, 25 cents for a hot dog, a dollar for an ice cream cone. Those are amazing prices in today's market if you've looked at your bill when you go to the food store and buy one bag of groceries. For show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people will show up, they'll pay a quarter for an ice cream or a dollar for a, for a Kona ice, and it gets some additional engagement. The other thing that you can do is a lot of these community partners that you'll be able to recruit, they'll be willing to pay for this. They have these huge marketing budgets, and frankly, a lot of times they don't know the value of the marketing dollars that they're spending. This is a really great opportunity for you to be able to show them the direct impact that they can have by having a community event that usually costs a lot less than their marketing dollars. One really popular item that I think a lot of realtors use is they use mailers to farm neighborhoods. That's pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's not scalable because whatever you're spending, you have to increase that spend to be able to get into a bigger area. When it comes to community events, think of it like a snowball rolling down the hill. You might have your first community event and you only get 400 people there. But when you have your second community event, a lot of those 400 people that show up are going to show up again and you're going to get more people and more people and more people. And then you're really just putting on events with your community partners, having a tremendous amount of fun and getting to know a ton of people. But most importantly, you're becoming an influencer in your area where people think, I need a mortgage, I need a new house, I need a landscaper, I'm gonna call Trish. I think she can help me with that. Mm -hmm. And then those conversations give us an opportunity to build out what, what I consider to be our professional network. So one thing that I found from real estate agents that are doing absolutely amazing is they're always there for their buyers even after the purchase. Everybody has spring projects, right? Do you guys have any spring projects that you meant to do that you hadn't gotten done yet this year? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like the AC in this room? (laughs) (laughs) Girl, I got a window unit. We can stick it right there. Uh, Yes. How many people have called you and said, hey, I'm Dan Ungarten. I work with National Mortgage Home Loans. We did your mortgage. It was really nice doing it for you. I wanted to touch base with you and see what kind of spring projects that you had going on. I end up referring a lot of my clients to people right in your area to be able to help with these things. And I know when it comes to these projects, the biggest and hardest part of it is deciding who you're going to work with. So now you're doing something additional for your client. You're creating a touch point that you can reach out another one, two, four times a year and ask them about what they have going on. And you're creating this symbiotic relationship by saying, when you need something, just call me. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. And then we can use that to connect them with landscapers or kitchen remodelers or trust attorneys or whoever it is to be able to make their life a lot easier and to be able to help boost up our community partners. And then we can share all those clients together. And then that's really where that 10x growth starts to happen. Once you get two or three community partners, everybody's loving what you're doing. You have these additional touch points. There's just so much more that just happens by the synergy. And it's just the sky is the limit. I love that because this is the law of reciprocity, right? Like if you have, (laughs) Kylie's taking notes. She's got it. She's got to get it going. I, I couldn't, I couldn't not. (laughs) 
Right, right. I mean, if if you do lawns and you've sent me three buyers, guess what? You're absolutely getting all of my business for lawns. So it's it it's makes sense, right? It just absolutely makes sense. It makes dollars. It makes sense. Amen. Boom. <laughs> now, now the one thing that I'll say here's the warning: make sure that these are companies that you actually use. Absolutely. Because otherwise, you don't you don't want to stake your reputation on a company that you are not using. No so if way, it's a company Jose. that you have experience with, that you absolutely love, those are the ones to choose. And then when you start compiling these companies, whenever I'm thinking about starting a community event, I'm gonna give you like a little vision of what's happening actually inside of my brain, so bear with me here. It's, um, everybody's seen Wheel of Fortune. You know, there's that big wheel that they have on the ground. Yeah. I think of that big wheel and I think of it spinning and I'm like, all the food options are on it, right? So spin that wheel and like what, what food option comes up? Like click, 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 click. Okay, so we got the food option that came up. So it's gonna be an ice cream truck. And then you spin the wheel again and you're like, what's the, what's the event about, you know? And you have all the things that you really love. Like I, I really love my dog. My dog's name's Dorothy. She's <laughs> absolutely amazing. She's named after um, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz because there's no place like home. Aww. And one thing that I found is people love their fur babies, just like me. So I already spun my wheel and I know I'm having an ice cream truck. Well, I spin my other wheel and all my events are on there. Everything that I love, you know, running, Ironman, shopping, CrossFit, community cleanup, eating out, all those things. And I decide that it's a dog walk and a dog fashion show. So we're gonna have ice cream, and we're gonna have a dog walk and a dog fashion show. And then I'm thinking like, okay, well, how else can I, can I really raise engagement? I'm thinking, you know what? I know some local businesses, pet stores or Three Dog Bakery. Let me go out to those places. Let me see what they think. Well, instantly they're gonna wanna be in a, on this. Right. So we go ahead and we say, uh, you know, can you like donate some prizes? We're gonna have a raffle. So now I'm thinking about not only do I have food to keep people there, but now I have a raffle to keep people there too. You know, and I'm going to be able to collect names. I'm going to yeah. be able to collect phone numbers. I'm going to be able to collect business cards, all that kind of stuff. So you put these things together. You figure out when it's going to be. Always pick a really far time out. Pick as far of a time out as possible. 90 days is not too long. So you pick 90 days out and you target your 90 days out. And then you want to make sure that there's every single person in your network that knows about it. And then you also want to make sure that every single person in every network of every person that you're working with also knows about it. Mm. And that doesn't matter if they're participating in it or not. So maybe you have a CPA and your CPA is really into charity. So your CPA is all about doing coats for kids when it's cold here in Michigan. But he doesn't really love dogs, so the dog thing's not for him. You can still make sure that all of his book of businesses get invited to this. All of those people are going to get invited. Everybody that Three Dog Bakery does business with, their vendors, get all those people. Get everybody involved and make those connections. And if that, doesn't, if that feels like a huge lift to you, find someone who's already doing one of these and tell them how passionate you are about becoming part of it and then learn from them. Help, let them help mentor you through their first event and then say, you know what, next time we're gonna collaborate, but I'll run the event for you. And what you're gonna find is that people wanna get involved. You have to give them jobs because they're super excited about doing it. And everybody ends up having so much fun that this is like a shared memory that you now have with them mm -hmm. where it's really like the foundation or the bricks of your relationship, the bricks of your partnership, and the bricks of the community that you're building 
within your community to benefit your community. I love that. All right. This is a good spot to just pause. Dude, because that went by so, so quick. Back. I absorbed I so much. Holy Moses. So fast. Down the river in the basket. Okay. We'll be right back. Keep your butts in those seats. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. What up, everybody? We are here with our friend Dan, and we are working through some serious fire. I have all these notes. So for those of you who are not uh, visually watching us, I don't know if there's any other way to watch without vision, but YouTube. Um, <laughs> we, I have so many notes, so many ideas. Um, you have got my brain juices flowing, and I just, I'm so excited to hear everything else that you're going to share with us. So you've walked us through, um, you know, so many steps of getting the, getting the community event started, which during the break, Trish and I are already plotting. (laughs) So like, what's the next step? So we've got our place, we've got our people, we've got our event, we've got our cause. Food. We've got food. We picked ice cream. We've got the dogs and the fashion show. What's coming next? What's coming next is really just start advertising and start actually just making personal calls to to influencers that you know can make it there. So you're going to want to call every client that you've ever worked with. You're going to want to call every vendor that you've worked with and invite them to these things. And then if you have a community Facebook page, start getting on that. If you have a personal Facebook page, personal Instagram, start getting on that. Get everybody invited and let them know what's going on. If you're in a strip mall, go door knocking to everybody in the strip mall and let them know and just say, hey, do you want to be involved in this? And if they say yes, that's great. Figure out a way to creatively get them involved. If they don't want to be involved with it, that's great. Just invite them to stop by because that's really what this is about. This is about connecting people to give us the opportunity to connect with them and to give them something fun to do and to give us something that we can give back to the community. I love that so much because, I mean, we're always talking about um, the difference between like we have the two business people. Right. And this one's like money, money. Where's my next deal? Where's my next paycheck? Blah, blah, blah. So focused on like the money and the, you know, all of the things, the materialism that goes on with that. And what we really find is the most successful and actually satisfied business owners and entrepreneurs are constantly giving, giving. You're giving value through your Facebook content. You're giving back to your community by having a cool event. Like Rachel had her Halloween thing last year. That was super cool. Um, I love all of this. I'm so excited. As an entrepreneur myself, I like to say serial entrepreneur, which (laughs) means that I'm always trying new things. I'm always thinking about new ideas, just like every great entrepreneur. A lot of entrepreneurs start to learn when they start their own businesses that they're not solopreneurs. What a solopreneur is, is it is an entrepreneur that pretty much just relies on themselves and a few exterior vendors. So if you're running that type of business, but you feel like you're not a solopreneur, this is a great opportunity for you to align with other people 
that you like, that you trust, that you respect, that maybe you need a little bit of mentorship from, that they can help you. And now you're working with them. You're picking up their strengths. You're helping them with their weaknesses. They're helping you with your weaknesses. And everybody's moving forward as a group. And it just makes for a whole lot more fun. Yeah, I love that because that's one huge that's one huge thing I learned that helped me really level up in my life is like, number one, God didn't make you to do this alone, life alone, period. Truth. And when you're trying to do business alone and you're you're like, I'm a control person. We all know that, right? Like I want control to control freak alert. But here's the thing. You can only get so far by yourself. And like you just said, you're going to have you're going to have strengths and you're going to have weaknesses and you can hire out some of your weaknesses. But when you can really align with others that you allow to come alongside you and coach you and, and run with you, you're going to go so much further together together because you don't know what you don't know and when you really start getting out there and opening up to others and and being able to you know kind of humble yourself a little bit and be like yeah I I don't know it all and right. I'm like over here like everybody's a hot mess like just please come help me everybody please come <laughs> help me how can I be better and I and I actually love asking that question like how can I do this better how can I reach more people and every time like the the old Trisha introvert in me wants to go like like when you ask me out to lunch the, the my instant inside person wants to go no lunches with strangers are scary what if you don't know what to say what if they don't like you what if you have salad in your teeth right like that's my instant response that old me but the new me is like how will you ever like learn and grow and meet more people and do more crazy awesome things if you don't walk into a restaurant and order a freaking salad bro (laughs) (laughs) how are you gonna meet more people if you don't meet more people yeah and we had lunch for like hours and I got to learn all this cool stuff and like and I was like oh my like by the end I'm like I'm pumped let's do these things let's do all these things you know so it's like you you have to remember like fear feels the same as excitement you can only go so far by yourself you can get so much further with others and everybody has different life experiences different perspectives different perspectives and if you can just keep yourself open like the world the world there's so much world out there like every time you think you've learned all there is to know in real estate and mortgages there's so much more to learn and know right because we've all done different things and we're all at different levels in our lives right so um coming from a corporate background there's things that you learned in the corporate world that people who've never been in the corporate world could use learning right and like this relationship building in these community events if you're like me where inside your old person says no community events are scary you'll have to talk to lots of people your new identity says no I want to talk to all the people because the more people I talk to, the more success I can have, right? So I love that. And like talking about community, I'm super interested um, in learning about town sites because that was something when we were talking, there was a couple like notes I had put in my phone and that was one of them. And I had just like, I kept like randomly opening pages in my Google calendar. I do this during conversations when I don't have a pen and piece of paper. And I'd put town sites in my Google and I didn't even remember who, like I got like a week down the road and was like, oh, what's town sites? And I like put it in and then you were like, oh, I seen you in on town sites. And I'm like, 
oh, that was Dan I talked to. So if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't have these conversations, you can never learn about cool things. And then when you're having conversations, it's important, like, when something lands, even if you just pop open your Google Calendar or whatever, like, write a note really quick on a, on a napkin text, to look at it later. I text my email. Text your Heather email. Yeah, because... You never know where you're going to find something like super, super cool, right? And and then you might even forget who told you like I did. So I, I want to learn more. I want to yeah. learn more. So Town Sites, it is a microsite that is hyper-local to your community. And when I say your community, it's hyper-focused to any community in America. There's about 300 communities in each state. So nationwide, there's a whole lot of communities. Only about 100 of them have been claimed. They will never be split. They will never be divided. Once you own your town, you're the owner of your town. Now, what does town sites do for a person who owns their town and how does it really benefit people? Well, there's certain things that we would all love as influencers to have, but sometimes they fall to the bottom of the list and they just never end up in our bandwidth unless we have multiple VAs, multiple assistants, and an entire team of ISAs behind us. That's really where town sites comes in. So, Townsites has authors that are going to write multiple articles about your town every single week and get them posted to all of your social platforms. So it's a microsite that connects with all of your social platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, LinkedIn, YouTube. It connects to all those and it'll automatically pump out hyper-local content that's based on your community a few times a week by you for you. And when I say by you, you didn't write it. One of our staff wrote it. But it's going to have your name as the author. And that really helps with your Google Analytics. It helps with becoming an influencer in your area. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on Instagram and I see something that I really like, I share it with at least one or two people, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't think about where that is coming from. I think about where that content is. So if I share some amazing content with you and you're like, oh, man, I absolutely love this. Oh, wait, this site is constantly poking all this amazing content about my community. I want to follow this site. So that's how you kind of gain your followers. So you'll gain more followers on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other socials. And then you'll be able to have this local content that's constantly being repped out for you where you don't have to do anything. Now, when I say you don't have to do anything, you should be doing some other things. You should still be sprinkling in. You ever have a ice cream sundae? Yeah. They're pretty good, but you know what makes ice cream sundaes a lot better? Huh. Sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so Mariah Elizabeth has a song dedicated to sprinkles. You guys probably don't know who she is. That's okay. So town sites, they'll be the ice cream sundae. And then you can just add your sprinkles, your flavor on top of that. So when you're having your local community event, you can sprinkle that in. When you go out to a local restaurant and you want to talk about how great the hamburger is or how good the margarita is, you can add that in there too. But really the idea is that the base of it is going to be done completely for you so that you don't have to worry about these things while you're out building the physical community for yourself. The virtual community is almost already done for you. And it does a bunch of other things too. So they also are a video editor and video publisher. So you can actually just roll film and do an interview, roll your B-film, send it to them. They'll create content for you, send it back to you for you to post, or they can just automatically post it for you too. 
which is really great because if you're paying for video editing, you're probably paying 50 to $100 per video. And they do this just included in, in the process just to help you build the community. Uh, and as Townsites begins to grow, the nice thing is, is we will be able to advertise locally for every single Townsite that exists. So instead of you having to advertise, Townsites actually can advertise for you. So if you're anything like me and you're looking at uh, Zappos.com and then you go to ESPN.com and then you see you have an ad for Zappos on the right, it'll be that exact same thing, except it'll be linking someone to Townsites to their local site because we can figure it out by where they are, where their IP address is and how hyper-local they are just to directly advertise and target them so that they can start figuring out, oh, I want to know about local sports. Like, where do you find your local sports scores for your high school town sites? I mean, I don't know where else you find it, but town sites post all that information. It used to be in the newspaper, but nobody reads the newspaper anymore. Do they even make newspapers anymore? Some, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere they do. I love this because I get this question a lot from from realtors. I was going to say new realtors, but realtors in general will be like, hey, you know, what happens is when a, when a realtor gets in the business, a lot of times they build their business around where they live. But if where they live is maybe more of a blue collar area and they want to get into luxury real estate, they'll be like, well, how do I get, you know, out of Redford and into Novi? This would be a way. Guess what? Yes. You get on Novi Town Sites, and now all of your stuff that's going out on your social media platforms is for Novi. And then when people think of Novi real estate, they think of Kylie because yes. all of Kylie's stuff is in Novi. Absolutely. Here's where it gets better Town Sites also sends out a weekly newsletter to all of your subscribers, and they'll actually find subscribers via GeoLeads. So just based on people in your area that you probably want to market to, we'll be able to find those people and start sending them your newsletter, which is pretty great. But it's a way for you to have a drip campaign that's getting delivered into their email box about hyper-local content that they're interested in every single week with the idea that it's keeping you top of mind for who's the go-to person in my community for X, Y, or Z. And that's really where it connects back to community partners. So. When they reach out to us, we'll have those community partners to be able to help them, to align with them, and to move forward. And Townsites does all those things behind the scenes and, and really a lot more. They're at uh, townsites.org, so if you want to check them out, you can see if your city is available. There's still just a ton of cities available. Once you have it, it's yours forever. So it's not like Zillow where first nobody knew about Zillow and now everybody does, but we're paying $500 to $750 for one lead that is probably getting distributed to six or seven other realtors too. Mm -hmm. So once you own your city, that's it. It's yours. You've locked it down. Uh-oh. Now, you know the question that everybody's going to ask and the question that's in my mind is, uh, you're offering a lot of different things, blog writing, video editing, you know, adding things to our social medias. Is it a per thing price or do you just pay for the city? What's the cost? Oh, that's a great that question. Way? I'm really glad that you asked. So the cost works out a couple of different ways. So when we created Town Sites, the goal was really to make it so that it didn't have any cost to our real estate partners. And that's another place that it comes into being a microsite. So not only is it a microsite for you, for the realtor, but it has a companion microsite for your lender and for up to eight other community partners that you have that they can be on there too. So it'll also write an article for your microsite companion but only one a month. So it's not as many as you're getting. 
So it'll keep them in everybody's mind too. So when someone calls you and says, hey, um, it's, it's really unfortunate, but I'm getting divorced. So I was wondering if you knew a divorce attorney. Yeah, Bob Simmons, he's a great divorce attorney. Reach out to him. I don't know if you've seen a couple of the articles that have been posted on my site, but those are all by him and about a lot of the services that he offers. What's best for you? Is it best that I give Bob your number? Do you want to do a three-way call or do you just feel most comfortable to reach out to him? And then as soon as you hang that up, what do you do? You let Bob know, hey, hey, Bob, I just talked to Jason Smith. He's going to be giving you a call. Yeah, absolutely. So all of those microsite companions can pay towards your monthly membership to town sites. Your monthly membership is $4.95 per month. Each of those micro sites can pay $200 per month. That really comes out to you being able to make $1,100 on your site. Stop it. Boom. And like you said, everybody, all of these people, like attorneys and, you know, they're all going to have advertising budgets. And what's $200 to them? It's a write-off. It's nothing. It's literally $0. If I'm an attorney, I'm charged. I can't, I don't even know what they charge nowadays. A lot, I'm sure. Because last time I used one a million years ago for something, it was like $150 an hour or something. It's $1,500 as a retainer for a possession-only eviction. Mm, so there you go. Just saying. Just saying. And that's a steal. Stealing. Stealing from people. I love it. So then you have your town, you have your town set and it's all paid for by your community partners, more or less. And you're getting $1,100 a month, or maybe you're only getting $200 a month, whatever. You're getting something. Mm -hmm. But you can take that money through town sites and do a lot of things with it. The first thing you can do is you can spend it on these community events that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Other things that you can do is you can spend it on your social that town sites is already helping you boost. But you can use it to create Facebook ads or to get upticks on your Instagram or your TikTok. So you can use the money that you're collecting from your microsites to be able to boost the popularity of your microsite. How great that. is that? This is like a finely oiled machine. You, you basically just built every realtor that's listening to this podcast today. You just built them a business plan. Yes. Boom. I don't even know. I'm speechless. Your mind's it's never, blown. ever. I don't happened. think I've ever seen Kylie so quiet on a podcast. Like I just because my mind is like as an entrepreneur, and I try, I try to explain this to people who are intropreneur. I don't know what the word is, but like when you own your own business, like, and you guys can attest to this. When you hear something, your brain starts tripping down the road of possibilities. And so, like, that's where my brain is at right now. I'm just like in possibilities land. Just really loving everything that's coming out of your mouth and just trying to plan it how I'm going to use it. I was going to say, I can't wait to see your 411 next week for our accountability meeting. It's oh. going to be like, she's going to be like, can you, can Dave just like push this podcast very quickly so I can re-listen very quickly? I took notes. You're you're sleeping. I took notes. I have three pens. I have four pens for taking notes here. So maybe you have more questions about town sites and maybe your question is, well, this sounds great, but... I don't know how to interact with the site. I don't really know how to run a Facebook community. Yeah, what if I'm technologically disinclined? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work to set up. Well, first of all, uh, we have Kendra Joy, and she's our head of onboarding. She's absolutely amazing. I'll get everybody set up. Then, on a weekly basis, not only do we have a great coaching call, uh, we actually have like our own internal coach. His name's Paul Conti. He's absolutely amazing. So he does a monetization coaching call with all of our partners and with the microsite companions to help you grow and build your business together. And then on top of that, we have a mastermind every Friday 
where we'll answer questions and do a lot of tell show doing to be able to set up everything that you need to really have a successful online business using town sites as the backbone to that. So last week, for example, we made sure that everybody had a Google business account for Google reviews and to be able to promote their local business ads. Mm -hmm. It's a huge win. Are you guys using local business ads through Google? Yeah, it's just absolutely great because when people search Realtor near me, you know, you want to be one of those three faces that show up. But that folds again back into town sites where when people are searching, you get more names popping up because you have all these articles that are processed under your name. So it ups you as far as what Google thinks how important you are. So it pushes you to the top. So what you're telling me is with this platform that you guys have built out, not only am I making money, getting more leads because I'm connecting with more people in the areas I want to do business with, but I'm also getting business support and coaching. Yes. Sold. (laughs) I'm sold. Sign me up right now. Um, I love it. I love it. This is why we love our interviews so much because like we're always learning cool new stuff. And um, obviously like you're juggling a a million pieces between your clients, your kids, real estate partners, tools, blah, 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 blah. I would love to hear what you use to like keep yourself organized. We love to give our listeners like resources, tools, tips, apps, whatever, like break us down some. Yes. First of all, you have a notebook. First of all, it's not me. Um, it's like 25% me. It's really 75% everybody else. The great people that I've had the pleasure of being able to surround myself with. Um, Megan Levy, she's an amazing transaction coordinator as an account executive. She, I don't even know how she does it. She must be six people that I don't even know. (laughs) Um, She does just an amazing job. Uh, Fabian and Randy Gamo, the owners of National Mortgage Home Loans, just for believing and for always understanding that You know, sometimes there's a half a million dollar uptick under a rock that's going to cost $5 million, or excuse me, uh, $5,000 to get out of the way. Um, They're always the first to open the checkbook and make sure that we can resolve any type of monetary problem to be able to get through to what we really need, no matter how big or how small that project is. And it's absolutely incredible. And then um, our developer at Town Sites, Nick, he's just off the chain as far as what he's able to do in technology and our founder, Lee. Uh, so it's really a lot of it is, is having them behind me. But for me personally, I, I do use a lot of things. One of the things is I have a notebook, which I call a diary. Um, I guess I picked that up because that's what they call this thing like in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of stuck. So I'm really into writing notes, keeping notes. It helps me personally just remember everything. And then I always have the opportunity to go back on top of that. Uh, my best practice is really planning session on Sunday night. Mm. So Sunday night, I really dig in. Yeah. Yeah. I really dig in and figure out what the heck's going on with my week, how I'm going to strategize that, what I need to do to get my mindset right on each of those days, um, how early I need to wake up to make sure I can get my workout in before my first meeting or the first most important thing that I have. For the kids wake up. (laughs) We just switched from the crib to the toddler bed. Mm -hmm. So now we're waking up at like, six in the morning some mornings at home so it's you got to get up pretty early to to beat a two-year-old out of bed but yeah we can do it and it's super fun and again my my wife is just absolutely amazing i don't know if i mentioned that in the 75 percent of everything that's happening but she's the one that just she's the glue in the art project you know everything would just fall off the page without her she keeps it all together uh i love google Uh, i love the google calendar i think google calendar is really important uh the more time blocking that you're able to do, the better you're really going to be able to spend your life. Preach. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
on top of Google Calendar, I like adding people to it. So if it's something that's like a group thing that is due at a certain time, or we know we have like a home inspection that needs to get reviewed, I'll put myself, the, the underwriter, every single person out there on that meeting request. So when it clicks up, as far as this should be done by him, by here, not only is that alert going to me, but it's going to everybody associated with that. Uh, as far as time blocking, I'm a big fan of the stopwatch. It's tough when you first start, but if you get into a habit to be able to say, hey, I'm just gonna do this for 25 minutes nonstop then take a five minute break and see what happens next. You start your timer, you got your 25 minutes to just bear down and just go hard on that. And then you take your break afterwards, you'll be surprised how much more you're getting accomplished. I get stuck in that, when I'm not doing that, I get stuck in that, oh, I've been staring at the same thing for six minutes and I haven't really made any progress on it. Mm -hmm. So I really like using that for time blocking. I'll just, I'll just keep resetting 15 minute timer after 15 minute timer, but it, it keeps, it really does keep you on task and it really does chunk through and help you move through your projects. The biggest thing that I've ever found that's really impacted my life, and again, I know that I'm a mortgage broker, I know that I'm an account executive, I know that I'm a brand expert, but the real thing is, is I'm a business consultant first and a project manager second. And the next thing that I've really got, which was just the biggest piece of my entire life is uh, Trillo. So if you're not using Trillo to organize your days, your projects, your ideas, your thoughts, just as a splat board, you're missing out on life. Trillo, it's extremely scalable. It's on your phone. So while you're doing it on your computer, you might be out, you might be at a showing, you have an idea about something you want to add to a board. You can easily just apply it right to your phone, and that's really incredible. And you can go back to it. So as you start doing all of these things that we talked about, the most important part is keeping notes, keeping track, and documenting the process. Because if you start from square one, from scratch, every single time that you want to do a community event or engage a new community partner, you're doing yourself a disservice. The first thing that you should do is you should look at your last community events and the last strategies that you use to onboard your last community partners and then create a process around that that's highly scalable. And by keeping everything in contained within your Kanban board inside of Trello, it gives you the ability to go back to an event that maybe you did three or four years ago, and you can see, this is how we broke it down. This is what the results were. This is what happened. Oh, here's a part that, we, that I took notes on that was too much work for me. This time I need to make this a bifurcated process, and I'm going to do one half. I'm going to have somebody do the other half of it. But as you create that process, now you're making everything easier on yourself. And I always say that we should have like a community events calendar that we're giving out. So really having a calendar really probably starts with having one of these things a quarter. But man, how great would it be if you could have one every other month? Well, the best way to have one every other month is to find a bunch that you love, that work for you, and start doing them over and over again each year. And then the scalability behind that, it's just so much easier when you're like, okay, I know I just call, I just call the, the pumpkin vendor to get my pumpkins over at Three Cedars. That's like I already have a relationship with them now. And two you know, once you're consistent with these events, they know that they can count on you. They know that you're calling them every August 1st to make sure that you have 300 pumpkins for your October 27th party. I love it. I love it too. It's a beautiful Consistency, success leaves clues. The Trillo, I'm going to have to check that out because what happens, like I'm super organized with the Google Calendar too, but when I often get into big projects, it becomes... Um, notebooks. <laughs> 
And then I have all these notebooks and I execute the project or plan, but then I can't go back. And I love the going back. Like that is the crucial piece I've been missing because I'm so good at executing, delegating, making big things happen. But to be able to go back and not have to start over every time, that's the magic. Let me blow your mind. It's also shared. So you can share it with as many people as you want, and you can all be working on the exact same board at the exact same time. The last tool that I love using, it's actually, it's quickly moved to like the number one thing that you'll find open on my desktop is, uh, is chat GPT or open AI. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing, especially for someone who sometimes you get stuck when you want to start. You ever get stuck just when you want to start? Yes. Okay. All when the they, time. We were t- it, it just re- everything we talked about today just so much reminds me of it because when you, I start talking about ideas, I can just see the wheels just spinning inside your head. Yeah. Well, what ha- what do you do when you don't have another person to just be your sounding board right now? Well, for me, it's OpenAI. So if I have an idea about what I want to do, I can just go to OpenAI and I can say, here's what I want to do. Can you give me some more ideas about that? And then it'll spit out some more ideas, which is really great. And then sometimes I'll write something and I won't love it. I can put that inside of OpenAI and then have them rewrite it into something that I love a little bit more, maybe expound on it, maybe make it a little bit shorter. Or even when I was preparing for today, the first thing I did when I was preparing for today is I wrote up a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Then I gave that stuff to OpenAI and I told OpenAI, can you just make a list of everything that I talked about? And then it made this list and it was pretty nice, but it wasn't great. So I said, could you make a list and just use two or three words to describe? So now I have a list of just bullet points of everything I know that I really want to talk about because I know when I come in here, I know what I want to talk about, but I don't know exactly how I'm going to say it. So if I have a list of bullet points and things that I want to hit and I think about those, that's really going to help me be able to navigate and get through this. The same way when you're just not sure what to do next, chat is absolutely the best place to go. And here's like a couple things that you can do with chat that you may not even know. So the first thing is they call it chat because it's not just supposed to be an instant answer. So if you ask OpenAI a question and you don't like what you get back, it's not OpenAI's fault, it's that we haven't chatted with it enough. So we need to like tell it more things. So if we say plan a community event and then it gives us a community event, we don't like it, it's because we didn't properly tell it what we wanted. Mm -hmm. We could say, I'm a realtor in Clarkston, Michigan and my partners are a CPA and a financial advisor, and we love a whole list of things, and we want to go do this, and we have this much space. Give me an idea about what we should be fit using that for. It'll give you a bunch of ideas based on the information that, it's all, that we have given it. And then if we don't like that answer, we can give it more information. We can say it's winter time. So think of winter ideas, or we can think it's summertime. So think of summer ideas. It's really incredible. Uh, the number one place that I see real estate agents using ChatGPT is to write their property descriptions. Yes. Yeah, but I love what you just said because I would have never thought of using ChatGPT to plan an event. Like, I use it for everything. Everything. I'm like, can you talk to my kids for 45 minutes and answer the thousands of questions they're going to ask me in the next 45 minutes? Because you've heard me talk about the question, like the question cap. Like we have a question cap at my house and I look at my daughters. I'm like, listen, you've hit your question cap. It's not 9 a.m. Okay. You've already hit that cap. So you can go talk to ChatGPT. You're like, here's Alexa. Enjoy. 
<laughs> there's so much stuff that AI does. It's not important for us to know exactly how it does it or what it's going to do, but it's so important for us as like the frontline salespeople, real estate professionals, mortgage pros, to understand that chat and AI is moving the business world forward at a 10 or 100x pace, and we should be trying to get on board with that as quickly as possible so that we can reap those same rewards that these huge mega corporations are using to be able to understand us better understand buying better and create a better overall client experience. Because we're really trying to hatch the overall best client experience for our clients mm -hmm. on a very microchasm individual level, the same way that a huge company like Rocket Mortgage is trying to get the best client experience and the best user experience for everybody out there. And I can tell you guys from um, a realtor's perspective, how I met Dan is is we did a deal together and you keep saying the word experience. And and, and that was the thing. When, when I came to the closing, right, like at Elite Realty, we always have a, a closing experience, which we went and closed at another company. Um, and so they didn't get to experience our experience, which is we bake cookies and we have this. Dude, Dan brought, he brought an experience with him. I walk into the closing room. He has a charcuterie board. He has uh, mimosas with multiple juice options. Like he had this whole, like he had a, a Yeti cooler, like the whole thing, the whole setup, the cups, the champagne, the orange juice, the cranberry juice, the chips. And I, it was amazing. And I was just like, Dang. I got to up my game. I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, and the client experience. And it's like, I will never forget that. I'm like, man, everybody's got to up their game and be like, Dan. I always try to look at it from the client's perspective, not from our perspective. So we go to these things all the time. Right. Our clients don't, right? Yeah. When you really think about it, how excited are you about spending 300, 400, I mean, $500,000 on something? I don't think anybody really is when they go to buy their home, are they? Right. Okay. It's stressful. It's crazy. It is. So I think of that client experience and what can we do to make this as amazing for them as possible, as smooth for them as possible, as enjoyable for them as possible, surrounding the idea that nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm so excited about signing a loan for $500,000 today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it was like it was it was impressive to me. And then the buyers are having a good time, and their kids chilling because they're chilling. And he like created like a vibe, as the kids say, you know, yeah, like, as the kids, like, the youths, the yes. youths say it was a nice vibe. So like kudos for that. It was very very impressive. And and I think that what I've gotten from all of our conversations today is like above everything else, like you're you're amazing at and thoughtful about creating great experiences for every. Everybody that you're around, like the your real estate partners, your vendor partners, your clients, your like it doesn't matter. The community, like you're creating experiences, and experiences are memorable, right? Yeah. And when you do something that's memorable, like you said, when I go, who do I want to call to do real estate with? Well, dude, when I did it with Trish, it was amazing, right? I got cookies, I got mimosas, I got charcuterie boards, I got this. He brought this big basket with all this cool stuff. Like um, they were buying a house that was in a community with a pool, and he had all these like pool toys and nice. towels. Like it wasn't, and, and not that there's anything wrong with, and I've done it myself, like bought a keychain, first time home buyer, right? We all can grab those off of Amazon, but you're not putting a ton of thought into that. Like he truly sat and thought about like all these little details 
details of floaties and towels and all these things that like made a difference and were really thoughtful and showed he cared, right? And I think that that's the difference maker between creating a community and an experience and repeat clients that become part of your sphere, right? And not just transactions. And then you're always grinding. You're always working hard if you work transactional. If you work like Dan's working and create this relationship and this environment, it becomes more joyful, right? And it's just part of life. And I like it too, because I feel like it, I have a thing where I'm not, don't give me the limiting belief crap on this one. <laughs> when it comes to closing gifts, right? Um, I... I like the like the personalized ones, right, with, you know, their name and stuff like that. But I'm not one like Rachel puts together these beautiful baskets, like these beautiful baskets of like wine and this and that. And that is not something that I I'm great at. Um, I did it a couple times and it was fine. Um, So I am the gift card person. But adding something like that can really, you know, and I like gift cards. I'm a very practical person. I think that's what my problem is, is like I'm practical. So I like to give gift cards, but adding something like that, bringing a little extra, like like your cooler. I, lo- I love putting together snacks. I love food. I can definitely go and get some like turkey bites and like some cheeses and like get some grapes. Like I enjoy that. I don't like putting together baskets of things I got from Meyer, but I will put together a nice little snacky, bo- nice little snacky box for sure. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And maybe you should just ask, like, taking what from what Dan's already taught us today, you could just ask Chat GPT what you should put in your basket. Yeah, I like gift cards. Okay, can I please? Like gift cards get such a bad rap because they're like, oh, last minute you got a gift card. I didn't get a personalized necklace with my name and my birthstone in it. It's like gift cards are practical. They make sense. Like if I was buying my home and my realtor was like, here's $50 for gas to help you move to your new city. Here's $50 to Home Depot to cover up that hole in the wall that we made during the showing. And here's 50 bucks to go out to dinner so you can celebrate and relax. Like In your own words, Kylie, ain't nobody mad at you, girlfriend. Thank you. All right. Let's talk to Dan again. Okay. (laughs) All right, Dan. The theme of our show is often great grace in real estate, right? Um, We've talked about real estate. We've talked about mortgages. You've given Um, us so much. You have. You've given us a ton. And I'm super excited to go back through and take some notes and all that good stuff. So thank you for all of that. Um, What... What do you do? Because you're so positive, too, and I love it. I love your energy and your positivity because the world doesn't have enough of that. And I often get a little bit of a guff for being the rainbows and unicorns and sunshines person. So I I like finding one of my own. I'm Um, the crunchy one of the two of us. But what do you do on the rainy days? What do you do when you're having a hard day and you're like, man, I just I don't feel it because I have a hard time with that. Like, I don't feel like I can go out into the world and like. Somebody will be like, "Are you? Ha- how's your day? And if I'm like, it sucks. Like, nobody wants to hear that. So what do you do on those days? We all have those days. So I'm, really glad, I'm really glad that you asked that question. I have those days just like everybody else. Yeah. I have the day where you just want to hit snooze a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy just to get rid of an alarm clock that has any type of snooze on it. I have this thing called a hatch that actually just like tur- turns a light on when it's time to, for you to wake up and play some really nice music. And oh, nice. Just kind of nice sweet wake gets, up. I usually get slapped in the face by a two-year-old. You got to set your hatch early enough. So oh, okay, check, check. Yeah, yeah. So 5.30 is usually <laughs> right. I um. So a lot of this just comes from personal experience, and I just think that if you're struggling with this, 
take what I'm saying and instead of applying that, take the methodology behind it and apply it to your own life because these things might not be able to help you get through what you were doing. But way, the way that I really kind of discovered this was my last position uh, before I left Rocket Companies, I was traveling all over the United States. And a lot of times from Michigan, I travel out to California and I am what I consider myself to be as like a, a person who actually needs their sleep. Mm-hmm. So if I don't get eight hours of sleep on the regular, it's pretty tough for me. I can go with two or three, but after two days of that, it's complete meltdown for me. So I can get through it on a day or so, but for long-term, no, not so great. Well, I suffer a little bit from jet lag when I go out to California, meaning that I have a hard time kind of falling asleep because having dinner at nine o'clock at night, which is midnight out here, is a little bit different for me. And then I get back to my hotel room and I'm a little bit wound up and maybe I don't get the sleep that I need. And then the next morning I wake up at 4 a.m. if I'm lucky, but it's probably 2 or 3 a.m. instead in California time, which is 6 a.m. out here. Right. Um, And I need to have this amazing day because I'm visiting two partners and there's going to be 20 to 50 people in the room total at these two partnerships and I'm presenting. So I needed to figure out a way to make sure that every day is going to be an amazing day. So the first thing that I really do is I get up and I sweat. I exercise, I try to figure out what it is that really gets me going and I focus on that. And I know for me, the thing that gets me going is is exercise. Yeah. So I get up, I have my breakfast, I even bring the breakfast that I want with me in that situation. But like at my home, it's it's always just, I just have oatmeal with brown sugar in it. That's like my, what I call first breakfast. I think I got that from Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> I like first breakfast and yeah, second I'm, breakfast. I am into multiple meal times. Trent yes. has first dinner, second dinner, and sometimes midnight dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so my first breakfast, I'll usually just have it in my hotel room, go down to the, to the hotel gym and just get a quick workout in in less than an hour, but really, really get sweating, kind of like it is in this room right now, actually. Yeah. It's really sweaty, right? Uh, really get sweating. And then um, after my workout, I usually start uh, enjoying my first cup of coffee. And then sometimes if I'm still, by then I'm always feeling it. So the next thing that I do is I usually have like some type of warm-up call. So if I need to meet with a bunch of people that I'm not really super comfortable with and haven't seen before, I want to have a warm-up call with somebody that I am, don't have to talk about anything, just have to start getting my voice going, you know? So I'll have a 30-minute to an hour-long phone call with someone that I know. It could be somebody from my office. It uh, could be just somebody that I know and like and trust and love and respect and just want to have a call with them. But that really kind of gets me warmed up and gets me kind of into that positive mindset for the day and how to, how to go through that. Now, sometimes something will happen. It'll kind of, like, throw us off a little bit. Like, for example, traveling to California, you might have to travel – nine or 10 miles and it might take you two hours to be able to do that. And that can be, that can be kind of tough when you get out of your car, right? So sometimes you have to do like a mindset, re, a mindset readjust, a reset, even after your morning, even after as great as it was. So sometimes that'll just be going for a very quick walk or I've discovered that non-sleep deep rest is something that's very powerful that I in tune with, which is pretty much just listening. You can go to your YouTube right now and just look up non-sleep deep rest. There's a bunch of them available anywhere from six minutes to multiple hours. Uh, But I usually do like a 30 minute non-sleep deep rest, which is really just kind of focusing on mindfulness and self to relax and kind of like reset the day. And I also use that in times where maybe I have to have a meeting that's a lot later than what I normally would expect. So I know we all have those 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. calls. And sometimes it's been like a real grind by the time that you get to that. So I like to block a little bit of time before that to do a non-sleep deep rest or maybe even do a second workout of the day or 
do something really to get my blood flowing and going so that when I present to you, I can be the highest, the best version of myself because that's what you deserve. And then the number one thing that I just focus on during the whole process is that this might be your only chance to have a pleasant interaction on your day, and that's my job. My job is to make sure that this interaction for you is absolutely amazing because your day may have been tougher than mine, and I don't know. Right. You might be going through a traumatic experience, a friend or family member might be going through a traumatic experience that you're supporting. This could be your opportunity for escape, and I don't want to stand in the way of that. So I want to help provide that to every person that I have an interaction with, whether that's a vendor or just some random person at McDonald's where I'm grabbing a second coffee on the day. I love that so much. Right? And I think that... I think he's got you beat on the rainbows and sunshine. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it because some points I want to pull out for our listeners are, number one, which everybody always, I wish I had your energy and I could do your workouts. Workouts give you energy. Energy gets energy. Energy gives you... doing Moving your body, doing a workout is how you will get energy. If you are super tired, the best thing you can do is go for a walk, go for a run, move your body because it, it gets things going and it wakes you up. Gets the people going. The next, thing, <laughs> the next thing I love, love, love that you said is even if you're having a bad day, instead of doing what 90% of the world does, this is a bad day, I'm done, it's over, it sucks, I'm just going to let it go to crap, I'm going to eat like crap, I'm going to ruin everything, like just throw it all out, get drunk, blah, 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 blah. No, you stop and you reset yourself. Regroup. And you are like, I still have a chance to have a great day and help somebody else have a great day. Let's do this. And like I um, I do coaching, personal coaching and client coaching. And a lot of times I'll have those late nights, right? Because they're entrepreneurs. They're out in the world. They're doing the thing. So the only time they have is eight or nine o'clock. And that's hard for me. And I'm like. Because you're like sleeping for I'm an hour. I'm so tired that. by then, right? I've already, we've already given and given and given and given and given. And, and you'll think to yourself like, I don't have anything left to give. But guess what? This isn't about you. And I love that your mind immediately went to that. And even if you're not a coach or going out on a call, guess what? This isn't about you. Your family deserves for you to sit in your car for a hot minute. And I do this a lot. I sit out in the car and sometimes Dave will text me and be like, we see you. And I'll look up and see the dogs in the window. Oh yeah. Ryan will text me too and be like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just decompressing, you know. They deserve that the best of you. And even if you don't think you have anything left, you you always like I love David Goggins, right? Like you always have more in you than you think you have. You have not tapped that reserve yet. So if you can take a minute and just breathe and do what you said, like go in, find that inside timer, find that YouTube or just put on that pump up a jam. Like sometimes I'll just put on some, like a song. It might be like some Taylor Swift shake it off. I knew or something you were going to say me, Taylor Swift. Laugh. I'm like, she's in the car listening to Taylor Swift, Dave. I, don't worry about I, it. I, I have to, right? Or like sometimes I'm not going to lie, like I, I was on a hockey trip and I just woke up like feeling great, probably because I got some good sleep by myself without the dogs in the in the bed. And I woke up, I was feeling good. Like I put on some old like Tupac gangster rap and I will revisit my high school self. And I will be like, what's up, Trisha? But whatever you got to do, right? Like you, I love what you said. Like you control this day, right? You control what happens here. You can either end it on a high note and amazing and you made somebody feel good and you went into that meeting and they're like, man, Dan, I'm so glad I had this time with you. Like, I'm a fire. Or you can, like, suck. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to be calling him again for anything. The right? other thing, too, that I think I want before we before we wrap it up that I love that you said is 
going back to you're pointing at other people. So like if you're having a bad day, like you said, this might be the only interaction that this person has that's great because you don't know what they're dealing with in their life or business or whatever. And so I think that's another great way of like pulling yourself out of whatever it is that you're dealing with, because on so many um, you know, so many times we've talked about like when you have that accountability, when you have some, what do I tell you all the time? If I'm not meeting you at the gym, do I go? Hell no, I don't. I do not go. And so when you have other people, even if it's a stranger, other people, and you remind yourself other people are relying on you, even if not actually relying on you, like that's super important. It's a great way to pull yourself together when you're not feeling put together. Yeah. Sure. Dan, before we get into Kylie's fun questions, I want you to be able to tell the world how to find you, where to find you. They need this Sunshine Rainbows, Unicorns, Amazingness. Push your upcoming building. community events. Yeah, tell them. Give them your, give them your 411. You can find me on LinkedIn at backslash Ungarten, U-N-G-A-R-T-E-N, like the number 10 at the end. And you can just find me on Instagram at Dan Ungarten. I'm the only one. I love it. We'll pop it in the show notes, too. So make sure you go say hi to Dan, get some of this positivity, um, learn how to build these events, listen to this podcast a whole bunch of times. And now I'm going to I'm going to let Kylie go with her her fun. All right. So we asked the questions, um, the fun questions. Um, which one do I want? If you could who are uh, who's your favorite villain? Oh, the Joker. Why? <gasps> the old Joker, not the new Joker. Really? Not the newer. Like. The, the Joker from my childhood. Okay. Why? Because he's a kind of a little bit of a hero, too, you know? He has a girlfriend and loves life and just trying to do his right thing. See, I also pick the Joker, but I like the new Joker because he just causes chaos for absolutely no reason. And I think deep down inside, I just want to, like, I just want to blow shit up for no reason at all. I like the uh, Tim the Tim Burton Batman version of the Joker, mm. especially like the cartoon version of the Joker that came out in the early '90s. Yeah, you know. Yeah, on the cartoon. Can I swear on this? I mean, you can if you want. Okay, because the Joker gives zero fucks. <laughs> That's true. And if we all lived our life that way. It might be a little bit better of a place. Like I'm a big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably like my number one core. So uh, sometimes you have to learn, like, are you just doing this to please a person or are you doing this for the greater good? And yeah. Do you really care about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because yeah. I picked the Joker, too. But there are different versions. I know. But you're the first person that also picked the Joker. That's why I was like, <gasps> I know. Nobody else. We just became best friends and are going to do karate in the garage. We are. We're doing karate in the garage on the way out. So the next one is um, if you could be any animal, what would you be? That's so easy. It has to be a macaw. Really? Yes. Tell us more. Okay. Yeah, tell me First, more things. Flying seems awesome. I'll go right? with you there. Look at look at the outfits they get to wear. Oh my truth. gosh. Right. Absolute truth. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I could still do podcasts. Yeah, they talk. <laughs> they do. That's a good one. A well thought out plan. It is. Mm-hmm. All right, ask your fifteen year old question. If you could go back and uh, tell fifteen year old you something, what would you tell him? It's going to work out. Aw. It is going to work out. It does. It always it, does. It always does. Yeah. Even if you don't see it. Yeah. I love those, like, back glance perspective moments. 
all good things. Well, friends, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I'm so glad you came to hang out with us today. He will be back. So make sure you hit that subscribe button because we have a whole bunch of questions. We have 16 unanswered questions. We have questions we prepared, but it was such an amazing conversation. I took so many notes. I'm so excited. Monday, we are brainstorming all manner of nonsense and shenanigans. So we release brand new episodes every Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment, five-star review and come back next week for more Elite Life. Bye! Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in.